This week on Ultra 64, we played Nightmare Creatures. Will it turn out in the end that the Nightmare Creature was you all along? No, it's just some guy with a bunch of warts. Sometimes you were like, okay, I got an intro, and I'm like, okay, good, I'm ready, and then you do something, and I'm like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah, what? yeah it I makes no confused. sense. It doesn't need to make no, sense. It it's to here make for the internet. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ultra 64. Nothing on, pi- nothing on the internet makes sense. It's very nothing true. On nothing on the pile? Nothing on the pile. Nothing on the internet. I was going to say, nothing on the podcast makes <laughs> oh. sense. But I feel like we hold ourselves to a higher standard of quality than that. Sure, yeah. We try, yeah. We try to at least you make try. sense. I, you know, I don't know. I don't need to make sense. I don't need to. My name is Steve Gunley. This is the comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. Each and every week we are playing a different randomly selected video game from the Nintendo 64 catalog and we are playing it and we're getting frustrated by it while a big lumpy man squashes us with stuff. Uh, as I said, my name is Steve Gunling. I am giant man in underwear, giant blue man in underwear, Woody Siskowski. <laughs> a regular blue meanie. Yeah, that's my Halloween costume. Oh, nice. A blue meanie. There you that go. would actually be a good Halloween that's costume. That's not bad. That's not bad. Nice indie cred for, you know, older people. And, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, and I like Yellow Submarine. It is who else movie. is joining us today? Uh, Ringo Starr. Oh. Say, say hello, Ringo. Really? Oh, so yeah. good. So really? good. You're do the voice, right? <laughs> Lindsay Pennington with a renowned Ringo Starr impression. Go. I don't even know. Does he ever talk? I thought he just wasn't. Didn't he play drums? I don't No, yeah, he's remember. the silent guy who sits in the back of the Beatles. And, yeah, he was the teller to. Uh, they, they stitch his mouth shut, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was the teller of the Beatles. Something yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah, if only you guys could do that to me. You wish. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, one of these days. One of these days. Well, happy early Halloween, everybody. The week this is released is Halloween. Halloween week, so I hope you all are getting out there and spookifying everybody up. Uh, and I said at the beginning that we are uh, randomly selecting the games, but you know what? I curated this week a little bit because last week we set, or last year we set the precedent by playing Resident Evil at Halloween, so we got to go with another like horror theme. Right, game. just like at Christmas we played Extreme G, exactly. Beloved Everyone's Christmas favorite game Christmas Extreme game. G. So uh, this week we played Nightmare Creatures, uh, a uh, action horror game, uh, which which kind of opens up a the conversation. Camera- manipulation game. <laughs> it's a surrealistic nightmare in which you try and control a camera that just won't be controlled. If you thought Scooby-Doo was bad, just wait. <laughs> yeah, I think this is worse than Scooby-Doo. Well, I don't know. I don't remember. Many, right, many things are worse than Scooby-Doo. It's true. That one wasn't Terrible, terrible. It was not Scooby Doo Doo. It was one of eh, there. You go. There you go. So uh, Nightmare Creatures is more of an action horror game compared to a survival horror game. So I thought I'd look at a couple of good like action horror games throughout the history. I feel like okay, uh, sure. Yeah, why not? It, it differs from survival horror. We gotta it, fill the time somehow. <laughs> hey, shut up. In that it tends to be uh, it tends to be a little faster paced and leans more towards. Uh, campy gore than like actual scares you know so like your resident evil would be a survival horror but this game is like an action horror so i think the the granddaddy of these types of games would probably be splatterhouse yeah which is a really fun uh arcade game uh that turned a really good uh turbo graphic 16 port and uh, apparently some pretty decent versions on the genesis but those were all censored for gore yeah um yeah that that was a cool game uh it was Heavily inspired by Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Evil Dead and a bunch of other stuff like that. And you play a little nerdy dweeb <laughs> who gets a magical hockey mask fused to his face that turns him into a buff ultra murderer. So he turns into Casey Jones? Kinda. Yeah, he does, actually, okay. a little bit. And Wait, then you have to Casey go into Casey Jones a, have a magical hockey mask? I don't think it's magical. Casey Jones is just a regular dude who beats people up with He's sticks, He's just a sociopath, right? yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, but he has a hockey mask. Yeah, no, totally. I just didn't know it's if it was, like, thing. fused to his face. But I do no. remember vaguely. No, like, it's Good. I did have not. a, <laughs> I did have an issue of the original Eastman and Laird TMNT like back when it was more for adult mm-hmm. audiences, and there was an issue that my parents took away from me because uh, when like Casey Jones gets something going on under his mask, and when he removes it, it tears all his skin off, Whoa. and like it's really grisly. But it's like an illusion. But okay. it, it was still my parents thought it was too grisly, and they said "damn" a couple times in there. So I always got confused. Um, with Casey Jones and where pirates go when they get pushed overboard. Davy like, Jones. Yeah, I yeah. know. I mean, I, I've got it straightened out now in my old age, but at the time when that was all I was reading about was piratey stuff, I would get it confused with Casey Jones. Go down to Casey so Jones. So that's locker. all you read was piratey stuff, mm-hmm. and you still got confused. Mm-hmm. 
I'm a slow who, child. Who, do, okay, who did you okay. think was the one who was at bat? <laughs> uh, I thought that that was... Damn it, Steve. Um, I, that was a good... You, you really set that one up for me. You, like, lobbed me in a slow one, and I couldn't I couldn't hit it out of the park. That's okay. Not everybody's as skilled with a bat not... as the protagonist of Splatterhouse. Ah! Oh. Uh, Segway King. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Splatterhouse. Just, just to focus. Really fun. No, I don't care if you focus. Are you kidding me? You met me? My, my, my energy level really dissipated after playing Nightmare Creatures. That's it, mine a yeah. little bit as well. So I apologize if we're a little loopy today, but uh, I just ran seven miles today, too. Wow. I'm Let's, br- let's brag about that. I'm going to brag about that. I'm training for a half marathon, and it sucks, and my nipples don't like me. Anyway, that's a side effect of running, <laughs> and which is also a horrific action you can take, like this horror action genre we're talking about. Again, Segway King, uh, give me my crown. Anyway, we're talking about Splatterhouse. Um, wait, the no, game... we're not. We're talking about... Oh, wait, we were talking about we were. Splatterhouse. Okay. Uh, the okay. game was pretty controversial at the time because of its heavily animated gore, and when it was released on the Virtual Console a few years ago, it was actually the first game to be retroactively rated M for Mature. No! Oh. Uh, which, I mean, makes sense. It's pretty tame looking at yeah. it now. It's pretty arcade But they had to re-rate but... everything for the Virtual Console releases. Right. And most things got, like... T for teen at the most, like you were playing Contra or something. Yeah, and the the, the cool thing about Splatterhouse was the big I don't know, I had spoilers for a 30 year old game, but uh, the big twist at the end was that uh, you, you make it to save your girlfriend and then she gets taken over by a demon and you have to kill her. Uh, which was pretty pretty grisly at the time. I'm uh, sure when he's all actually plugging his ears. Out there love that. Yeah. <laughs> are, the spo- are the spoilers over? The spoilers are over. Okay. He's still so trying to I beat Splatterhouse. Splatterhouse. Yeah. <laughs> I was making my way through Ghoul- Ghosts and Goblins series. Uh, yeah. For this. So now Splatterhouse will be the next in the spooky oh, man. game like, series. I have never been able to beat a Ghosts and Goblins game. Um, like, the Super Nintendo one is manageable, except those games are all made by horrible sadists. Oh yeah. And you have to beat them twice. You literally get to the last boss, and they're like, come back with this other weapon. And then yep. they start you at the beginning of the game again. Or don't, you, don't you have to do it backwards? Or no. Do they, start, they start you over in that They one? start okay. you over, and they crank up the difficulty ever so slightly. Which is still it, significant. It, yeah, and it, those yeah. games are just absurd. Yeah. I mean, would we call those horror action games? They yeah. kind of are. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of fast. Arc- those have a... I mean, the setting and animation in those is awesome. Yeah, and again, it's not like... It's stupidly hard. These are not scary games, but they've got all kind of like Halloween display kind yeah. of aesthetic, you know. Uh, and yeah, Goose, Ghost, Ghosts and Goblins. There's a Gooses lot of Gooses and Goblins. Gooses and Goblins. I've been Un- playing... Untitled Goose and Goblin game. <laughs> <laughs> I want that so bad. I love that Goose game. Um, there's there's a thriving subgenre of uh, horror action games that cast you as the monster, which can always be fun. Um, I'm actually rather fond of The Suffering. Did you guys play those games on Xbox? It's a third-person action game. It's like self-consciously ultra gritty like i think the cover art is like a severed head in a toilet <laughs> like it's so it's so self-consciously gritty but you can you you play a death row inmate trying to break out of prison but you can turn into this giant rage monster every once in a while and shred things with your bare hands pretty fun there were two of those games and at one point there was a rumored film adaptation that was it was going to star chuatel ajayafor as the inmate like is the main character and i'm like i do not think of him as an action star or as a convict i think of him as kind of like i mean he's the guy from 12 years a slave he's like this great actor i don't know (laughs) that seems like a weird casting option you gotta take work where you can find it i guess i mean that was early enough in his career i guess but um this is one i just started playing again (laughs) without a pulse uh this is a very short, very funny action horror it's game. It's the original Xbox, right? From the original Xbox. It was created by Bungie, who made Halo. And uh, it's it's very clever. You play as a zombie named Stubbs, who was resurrected from the 50s in this futuristic society. And you're spreading your apocalypse. Uh, it's got a great soundtrack of like old 50s hits that are like reimagined by... Uh, like then modern artists like i think ben queller does mr sun or uh mr sandman yeah it's clever yeah there's there's some cool stuff in it and there's like a did it get re-released on something or are you just playing it on an x i'm just playing it on my original xbox downstairs i think that game's kind of hard to find now yeah a little bit weirdly it never took off but uh that's a clever little one if you can get well based on the description that you just gave i'm not surprised that it didn't take off it was kind of niche it's it's short and it's uh but like there are vehicular segments that control just like halo which is like pretty fun to play you you drive Around shooting a fertilizer gun and other <laughs> security guards. Um, if you if you're into that, Stubbs, uh, Stubbs the zombie, you'd be into uh, destroy all humans. 
an open world kind of GTA clone where you play as the conquering alien. And if you like really, really bad games, you might like Jaws Unleashed, <laughs> which have you played? Have any of you played this? Have I made you play it yet? Mm-hmm. I might have to show you this one of these days because it's hysterically bad. I'm assuming you play as Jaws. Uh, you play as Jaws. You start in like a very confined pen and you're very, very large. So it's hard to move. And also you're trying to attack enemies that are on the land. So you just have to wait for them to get close enough for you to bite them. Weird. And there are like puzzle segments, like where you need to open a key card, which somehow they left the key card reader in the tank. And if you <laughs> grab a guy off the gra- off the land and like hold his key card up against the like scanner, it lets you out. Just like shake him in front of it. Shake, shake. Kind of, yeah. You just hold him in your match? mouth. Did it match? Nope. Okay, get another one. Shake, <laughs> right. shake, shake, shake. It's, it's like... I mean, the, you need to be smarter than the sharks in Deep Blue Sea to be able to, like, handle that. But, like, you can't. You can't. It's just too dumb. Uh, I, but the favorite of these that I've found is one that I haven't played yet, but I'm definitely going to order it <laughs> as soon as I can find it. A game called Urban Yeti with an exclamation oh, nice. point. Uh, this is for the Game Boy Advance. It's a top-down Grand Theft Auto clone where you star as a Sasquatch <laughs> trying to find their mate. Nice. And your goal of the game is to find another Sasquatch and mate with them. But when you get into the city, people want you to do odd jobs for them. <laughs> this sounds amazing. It has the worst cover art I've ever seen. Google it. Urban Yeti with an exclamation so point. Point. Leisure Suit Larry as a Sasquatch. I mean, I guess, kind of, yeah. You're just trying, you're just to, trying to make, Yeah, yeah. I really like the title. Mating is a nice way to put that. <laughs> Urban Yeti, because it's like they're just, they're helping to differentiate it from all the regular Yeti games that have been made. Yeah, yeah. Want, it's like Yeti in the city. Well, I don't right. want to get confused with rural Yeti. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I'm definitely going to be tracking down a copy of that. That's my brief little diversion into the world of horror games. Yeah, I, I did have to pad things out. There's not a whole lot to talk about with Nightmare well, Creatures, but we can get into the it. The one that, I mean, I think it's closest to what Nightmare Creatures is trying to be, even though that game I don't think existed at this time, is mm. Devil May Cry. Um, it's yeah, just, I, I can see this that. is more of like, yes, it is sort of a, a horror game, but it's kind of it's of like the gothic style. Um, there's a lot of running through old castles. Sure. Um, and so I feel like that's sort of true to what Devil May Cry is. And I would say gargoyles. that's true. And there's gargoyles. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and that's true. And I, I, you know, I wish we had the Devil May Cry combat in this game. Yep. Because that would feel uh, much, much better than what we have. But let's jump into it. Nightmare Creatures was released November 1998. Couldn't find an exact day. Sorry. Developed by Callisto Entertainment and published by Activision. This was also released on Windows and PlayStation. So Callisto Entertainment is actually kind of interesting. This was a French developer founded by a 19-year-old whiz kid named Nicolas Gomez in 1990. They started off developing, like, middling European-exclusive puzzle and racing games like Al Unser Jr. Arcade Racing and my favorite new title of all time, <laughs> Fury of the Furries, which was a little uh, puzzle game. Uh, <laughs> Lindsay's face lit up. At that yeah. <laughs> She's like, my people. <laughs> She's sitting here playing with a Tribble as we speak. So, yeah, that makes sense. It's fuzzy. <laughs> uh, they're, they scored a modest hit with an action game called Dark Earth, which sold more than half a million copies in Europe but barely got released over here. Yeah, I've never so, heard of that game. Yeah, it's a PC game. It sold very poorly here. Uh, still, the success of that game was enough to funnel into the company's most ambitious project, which was this game, Nightmare Creatures. Uh, sales of the first game were strong, and they warranted a sequel, and it also helped the company land a high-profile gig to develop the game based on the hit film The Fifth Element. Uh, so if you've seen that name before, then you've probably played that terrible, terrible Fifth Element game. Um, so there are, there are multiple games for the PS1 starring Bruce Willis, aren't they? Oh, God, there are, yes. aren't there? There's Apocalypse and Fifth Element and then Hudson Hawk. Which got a re-release on the PlayStation. Not a lot of people know about that. Wait, the NES game? No, did? it didn't. Oh, okay, phew. <laughs> I, I can dream. I don't know what other. Mo- I guess he was in Pulp Fiction around the PlayStation era. I don't uh, know. There was never a Pulp Fiction video game, which yeah. may be for the best. Yeah, I know. <laughs> insert uh, insert adrenaline into heart. It's like moving back and forth, and you have to. Oh, there could I was be like also the- was just thinking of you know. The base, whatever the, the basement scene. The gimp. Yeah. Oh God! Oh no! Sorry. <laughs> Hold I'm button sorry, to wait everybody. until gimp. That could arrives. be a fun like Wii game because you can like slash the gimp with your samurai yeah. sword controller. Yeah, that might be fun. Anyway, uh, Callisto was starting to see some success, uh, but Gaume uh, wildly misrepresented his company to stockholders and inflated their numbers. 
And that led to some massive company lawsuits that eventually necessitated bankruptcy in 2002. Apparently, some of these cr- criminal trials are still underway. Wow, that's weird to think of. Yeah. Oh, these cases can go on forever. Uh, but before the company went under, they were working on an MMO based on the Highlander films called Highlander The Gathering, which I don't know how you're building an entire MMO around a series whose tagline is there can be only one. Oh, holy but, shit, Steve. Yeah. Why is there not a Highlander Battle Royale game? Oh, shit. That should be the way to play it. Because literally where you, you're like 100 Highlanders and you drop into this island oh. through time and there's like portals that go through different areas of time and you have to kill all the other Highlanders. That would be so fun. You could blend kind of like the, the gameplay from the new Friday the 13th game with like Fortnite That'd be super fun. I want that game, actually. And, like, it totally fits in with the mythology. I guarantee their game would not have been as cool as this idea. (laughs) But, you know, I'm sure it was just going to be a bunch of Scottish guys walking around with swords. Just, yeah. Um, So, yeah, there was a little bit of a bidding war amongst publishers about uh, Nightmare Creatures. There were a lot of companies that were vying to get it. Activision finally got the publishing rights over here, and Sony got the rights over in Europe. Well, this would have been... um I mean, when did Resident Evil come out? In, like, 97, 90, right? 96. Okay. And then the, the Nightmare Creatures came out on PlayStation in 1997. Okay, so, yeah. so, like, at this time, you know, Resident Evil would be like, wow, this was a big hit. Because I feel like Resident Evil was the first horror game that, like, really struck big. Mm-hmm. Like, something like Splatterhouse just or Ghouls and Ghosts is kind of, like, off to the side. Sure. It's niche, niche market, whereas Resident Evil was a big hit for everyone. Yeah. Um... And so, like, maybe this, you know, horror games are sort of having a moment, which is probably why there was a strive for Nightmare Creatures. Oh, yeah. And horror games definitely had a moment around this time. They were exploding. I mean, me and Lindsay, we played most of them at this point. Oh, God. <laughs> maybe not from this era. I've but. read, like, how many lists because, you know, our generation, we love the top 10, the top 15, <laughs> the top 10 of this, this and that. Um, and I'm pretty sure we've played, like, 90% of them at this point. Yeah. Well, now that you've played Nightmare Creatures, which was, I'm sure, was number one on all yeah, those lists. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I'd never even heard of it before. Yeah. I'm sure the idea, like, when pitched to people, was probably great. Yeah. But the actual playing of it is... That's great. Terrible. The font, the speed of which the text moves, the way you try to move a person. But we'll get into that. We'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll go there. <laughs> Um, I mean, to be fair, this was a decent-sized hit. Like, this game sold 1.5 million copies worldwide. It was definitely the lowest... The N64 version was the lowest selling of all of them, uh, and a lot of the sales were, like, overseas, but it was still a popular release, and uh, reviews were mostly pretty kind. Not glowing, but definitely encouraging enough to, you know, say, all you right, tried. Yeah, we, you can Good build job. it. <laughs> um, let's talk about the story here, because I think the story is actually one of the stronger points of this game. Um, it's It's cool because it interweaves kind of real history into its fictional narrative, which I like. So, uh, the story begins in 1666. There's a secret society called the Brotherhood of Hecate. Is it Hecate or Hecate? I mean, I've always said Hecate, which is... You've it's a, always said this? Oh, she's a Greek mythology. Yeah, oh, I, okay. Okay. I missed that connection. Yes. No. Woody, don't you know me? Well, I did know that about you. I just didn't <laughs> know what Hecate was, so it's I didn't a, know it had anything to do with Greek it's mythology. It's a Greek goddess. It mm-hmm. is a okay. female. <laughs> yes. And what is she the goddess of? I already forgot. Wait, I thought you were a major Greek mythology. Uh, I did not major. Okay, so clearly no, I don't I think know No, I think the problem is, like, I always think of Hecate as the goddess of the hearth, and I know that's wrong. No, she's the goddess of, yeah. uh, like, a lot of different things. The moon, nighttime, witchcraft, yep. ghosts, and magic. So they, they chose their uh, cult leader well, actually. She's yeah. the goddess of witchcraft and magic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so she's got a lot of powers. They are different things. Yeah. 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 Because witchcraft is, you know, specific to witches, but magic can be like warlocks in magical um, creatures. Frank Sinatra can sing witchcraft, okay? He's yeah. not Yeah, we're going to be specific here, okay? okay? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the Brotherhood of Hecate is bent on creating a superior version of man. So, in the manual, they describe it as them kind of literally chucking a bunch of diseases into a pot and seeing what happens. Okay. So they throw, according to the manual, it's they uh, they add rabies, plague, and other unknown elements, and uh, then they dump it on a human test subject who immediately turn into grotesque but super strong monsters. The cult decides they close enough, and uh, <laughs> they plan to dump the formula into the river and infect all the citizens of London. Wow, this is this is a real questionable leap. Like, we're going to create Superman. Oh, they have four arms and are blue and cannot think. I mean, yeah. I, th- I think they just didn't want regular humans, so they're fine oh, with okay. whatever, but, like, that does seem kind of like... 
So lazy. Did, do you think they did that so that they would feel superior because they didn't already feel superior amongst normal men, or were they trying to create something superior? I'm very confused. Maybe this, I'm not they're, sure. they're sending out the creatures to you know kill the rest of humanity so they can reign. I mean, in in games like this, it's always like some kind of monomaniacal cult that wants to die. Like they're not worried about oh, that because sure. they they are going to ascend to a higher plane or they're going to be like benep- oh. like seen as uh, uh, servants to the new race or something like that. So that's probably what they're going for. I mean, they could have just let the creatures kill them to begin with and been done with it. <laughs> yeah, and saved us the trouble of having to play this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're they're planning to dump all this uh, disease gumbo into the river. <laughs> uh, luckily, uh, the writer Samuel Peeps, which is spelled P-E-P-Y-S, but it, I looked it up, it is pronounced Peeps, uh, who has been a member of the Brotherhood for a few years, he learns of their plans and decides to stop them. He burns the entire cult and their warehouse to the ground and unwittingly <laughs> starts the Great London Fire of 1666. Ooh. Um, that would have been the end of it, but Pepys, or Peeps uh, <laughs> rather stupidly kept a detailed journal with all of the cult's plans and discoveries in it. So cut ahead to 1834, that's when this game takes place. A mysterious new disease has been sweeping London and gradually mutating its citizens into horrible nightmare creatures, (laughs) TM. As the game begins, Father Ignatius Blackward, a local priest, discovers a strange black book left on the steps of his church. The book is written in a strange arcane language, but luckily Blackward is an expert in ancient languages and he's able to determine that this is Peeps' lost journal, which tells all about the Brotherhood's experiments and how to stop them, which I think is start a fire. (laughs) Um, Blackward immediately summons Dr. Jean Franciscus. He's called Dr. F in the manual. I don't know why they didn't want to spell out Franciscus. Uh, He's a world-renowned physician and immunologist who comes straight from New Orleans with his daughter Nadia to investigate. Immediately upon arriving, Dr. F is killed and the book is stolen. While at the doctor's funeral, Natalie or Nadia and Blackward are approached by a strange man who gives them a note warning them about an evil figure named Adam Crowley. So now Ignatius and Nadia need to search for Crowley and put an end to his monstrous plans for London. So that's Question. a lot. Yeah. So we read the intro yeah. as we turned the game on. As you do. Mm-hmm. I didn't get any of that. Well, this is from the manual. Yeah, I know, manual. but like, so... So were we supposed to read the manual first, or does You're it tell you? You're always supposed to read the manual first. Does it tell you as you start playing and like? Because I mean, I don't think no. I got any of that. That was the, I, I was the weird, the weird kid who always read the manual for. Like I wanted to know the backstory, but like. What we get in the game is that there's a bad guy named Adam Crawley, and there's a bunch of uh, monsters loose in the streets. The, okay. the format on the intro scroll, the text scroll in this game is super weird. Yeah. Because, like, the font is pretty big, mm-hmm. but it scrolls really fast, and it's only, like, the bottom third of yeah. the screen that it scrolls through. So it sort of scrolls up and disappears before it even gets to the middle of the screen. And you're like, wait, was I supposed to read that? It's gone too fast. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. Yeah, by the time you're processing what you're seeing, it's gone. Yeah, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's a lot. It's a lot of story. But some of these things are based in fact. There was a great fire in 1666. Uh, it basically routed all of the interior of London. It cost up to 80,000 people their homes. No official word on the death count of that because they didn't used to record the deaths of the poor. Oh. So uh, the official death count on that great fire was six. But it's probably much, six much rich more people. than that. Yeah, six rich people died in that. Uh, Samuel Pepys was a real person, and he really did keep a detailed journal. Uh, we know about him famous, today. We, we know about him today because of his famous melting of marshmallows <laughs> and fusion of yellow food coloring to form the chicken-shaped marshmallow candies which bear his name. And that's what the uh, the Monster Gumbo is in now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how they're distributing it. So, you know. Uh-oh. My mom is a huge fan of Peeps. Well, I need now, to call her. I think it's it's diluted over time. Oh, now it just kind of manifests as acne. Like, so, okay. yeah, that's that's all it is. Um, but yeah, Samuel Pepys is an interesting guy because he was a uh, he was an MP and a member, like an upper class socialite in the mid 1600s. And starting around the age of 30, he started keeping extremely meticulous journals kind of detailing every part of his day to day. He did this for about a decade. This would be everything from his like morning routine to his personal finances to affairs he was having. It took me an hour to write this entry today. <laughs> Basically, yeah. And uh, historians still use his writings because it really helps paint a picture of what things were like for people back in those days Mm -hmm. and he was there for some stuff like he was present there during the great fire of london Mm -hmm. he documented it thoroughly he was present during the uh the last great outbreak of the bubonic plague uh in london so he documented that so he's kind of like this nice rosetta stone for a lot of historians this is cool 
And then Adam Crowley, we've talked about, uh, well, we were talking about it earlier. He's kind of based on Alistair Crowley, who's like the magician and occultist and sex magic fan, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big fan of the Red Hot Chili Peppers album, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Who isn't? Um, oh, yeah, everyone loves that album. All right, let's talk about the gameplay here. Uh, I know, this is where we're going to run into some Everything issues. has gone okay so far. Um, so so you, I, I didn't know that Ignatius was a priest. That's, yeah, it doesn't come pretty, across. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, how many other games do you get to play as, like, a kick-ass priest? Probably some of the Castlevanias, right? With blades on it. I don't know if you do. Are any of the Belmonts priests? Oh, I don't know. Um, I feel like, I mean, they can use, like, holy water, and, and they must be, like, maybe they got, like, an internet certification. That's okay, good yeah. enough. They're, they're, they're priests for the Universal Church of Life. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So that, and that works. That counts. Yeah. Like, they're not picky about it, vampires. Um, yeah, so you, you start up, you can pick either Ignatius mm-hmm. or uh, Nadia. Um, she is wearing this tight corset and has a sword. He has a little cape and a bow staff, which... Mm-hmm. Is apparently bladed on the end, though it's not really clear in the graphics. It doesn't appear to be, but he definitely chops people in half. Okay, so right now, we're going to start with the best thing about this game. Hmm. Zombies (laughs) get chopped in half real good in this game. It was literally the first thing we did. We're walking, I hit the B button, I sliced the motherfucker in half, and we were all like, yes, I am on board for this game. It makes a very satisfying, (laughs) like... Um, and their torso goes flying, and it looks it looks pretty smooth. Yeah. And I was like, all right, this this is going to be action-packed good times. It's like, you got my attention, nightmare yeah. creatures. And then I tried to turn around, <laughs> and then all things went to hell. Uh, so, all right, here's the thing. Um, this game, I, I'm, I'm, I'll start with a few more superlatives okay. here. I think this game looks pretty nice. Uh, it does. Like, some of the character models are a little lumpy, but that's just the era. I think there's good details on the, the environments. The monster design is good. The, the monster design The actual cool. titular nightmare creatures are yeah. very gross-looking, and yeah. they have lots of limbs and weird flesh coming off them and different colors, and I don't know. Just in the first three levels, we saw about six different designs, yeah. which one, is pretty good. Zombies. Mm. Werewolf with two heads. Angry blue Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> and then the fly. spider werewolf-looking thing. The tentacle thing that came out of the ground. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was brief. Very Lovecraftian. I'd say five. Oh, yeah. 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 But, five? You know, five is about a, six. Yeah. It's about no, six. Yeah, that's not. true. You're wrong. <laughs> All right, so... Like, yeah, and uh, I think, you know, the music is appropriately, like, low-key and spooky, good, like, pipe organ kind of music. It's not very invasive. There are a couple of decent, like, little jump scares or something will charge out. Yeah, a lot you. of the times you'll walk by this gate and then, like, a monster will bash through, which is... Right. Seems to be, like, integrated into their level design. So, like, in the first level, you'll run forward and you're like, I don't know where to go. It's all blocked off. And if you get close enough to this particular gate, a werewolf jumps out at you, and you fight him, and then you can go through the hole he made. Right. Uh, I don't know. Sorry to gender the werewolf. I don't know the gender yeah, of the werewolf. They, but, yeah, yeah whatever, the hole they yeah. made. Um, but there's no indication that that's where you're supposed to go until you just wander close enough for the werewolf to come out. Yeah. Well, and there's supposed to be, like, switches or different colored cement in the wall that if you hit at the right angle, a gate will open but that's also not super clear. Yeah, I yeah. don't think. I mean, I don't think this game looks bad, like you said. Like I think the the clarity is okay, but like it looks super bland. Aside from aside from the monsters, because you're just in these. It looks a lot like Shadowgate. Kinda, um, yeah, yeah. Which which is just like black medieval bricks. Yeah, it was a little easier to see than Shadowgate, I think. But it it, it was. Like, but I I can appreciate after having played so many N sixty four games where it's just like smooth one color backgrounds like. There's detail. There, you can see the bricks. You can see the mist rising up off the street. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. there's a couple little flourishes that I liked, uh, but man, the control scheme and the camera in this sinks this game. Like yeah. really seriously torpedoes it. Well, since you mentioned that it's on PlayStation, I'd be interested in seeing if the controls are more intuitive on a PlayStation controller. Because, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because I mean we were talking about it while we were playing. The C buttons are very involved in this game, so like. The down C mm-hmm. blocks, which makes sense. Yeah. The left C jumps. jumps forward. The right C dodges right, and the up C dodges left. Yeah. 
So like, like you jump keep, should be the up C, right? Yeah, I like mean, that doesn't you, make sense, I, and you can't change it. I think you're right. Like this is the kind. Of, I think games that have an, have a lot of buttons are better suited to the PlayStation controller because every button kind of has equal emphasis. Mm. This. You know, N64 games serve a lot better where you have a couple main buttons and you need, like, something to control the camera. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so clearly they were very confused in the port over here. Um, Yeah. uh, The the big problem here... Well, firstly, I think so many of this game's problems would be fixed with a lock-on function. Like, if you were able to lock on to the monster that you are fighting... uh, that would be fantastic. If you were able to walk around them in a circle, that would be fantastic. Yeah. But the thing is, it's kind of blending these action-y controls with, like, Resident Evil tank controls. So if yeah. you want to turn around, you have to stop, move your analog stick around in a circle, then move forward again. If you try and, like, turn around while you're walking, the camera just goes all cattywampus and you can't tell what's yeah, happening. Yeah, so if, you, if you're going forward and you press back, like, so you can go the other way, your character will jump backwards. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so you have to hit right or left to actually slowly pivot around um it's just it's yeah it's not intuitive and what you're saying about the lock-on function that would make it more playable but the camera moves so fast anyway Mm -hmm. that if like you locked onto a bat and it was going around the camera would just go nuts yeah like that that has to happen at the same time because they have to fix the camera and if they want to put that lock-in function that's very true that's very true i think we need both of these and now I, I had vague memories of playing this game, but I think reading and looking at screenshots and everything like that, I think I played the sequel, uh, Nightmare Creatures 2, which I remember playing much better than this one. But again, it's been 20 years. Sure. Like, we thought this game looked great back 20 years ago. So, you know, they, they, time makes fools of us all. Uh, yeah, so th- that, that was a big, big problem right off the bat. Uh, and then after we get into it, like... The, the combat is pretty repetitive. Uh, you have your B button to use your weapon and your A button to kick. They seem to have equal weight and impact. Yeah, you can, you can cut somebody in which half. I, which I really enjoyed. You like uh, you, you like Ichi the Killer um, yeah. in that movie who's got like this blade on his shoe and he like spins around and kicks dudes in half. Yeah, exactly. Um, or that girl in Kingsman. Was yeah. Like Kingsman have one of those characters? Yeah, the girl too? with the blade leg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um... So that was a lot of fun. Um, it all comes back to the chopping people in half for this game. Yeah. Um, but there's no... Occasionally, they'll pop up with a combo. They're like, triple strike, B, B, B. And it's not tr- clear to me if you have these combos from the start or you only gain them when the game tells you that you gain them. Yeah, and I don't but, see the point. Like, I didn't like notice you, a difference. You get a triple kick. Like they call it a triple kick, but isn't it just like press? It's the same pressing the same button yeah, three times. Yeah, it's literally kicking three times. It's kicking three times. This isn't a combo. It's just like kick, telling you to kick, press a button kick, three times. Kick. So yeah. by this logic, yeah, I can do a quintuple kick. I can <laughs> I can do as many kicks as I want. You know, it's is this a thirty five move combo? Yeah, also, that's worth noting. Some characters can take a thirty five move plus combo because some of them just don't die it's, until you stop kicking. It's, them. So the blue, the big blue Shrek guys. Yeah, you will hit them. And they'll just stand up as long as you keep hitting them. Like, you will kill... They'll take maybe ten hits to kill, which is quite a few. But And then if you just keep attacking them, because you're like, oh, they're not dead yet, they'll just keep taking hit. I was pounding on one of these guys for at least a minute. Yeah. And he was not... We're like, how much damage does this guy take? Yeah. And And then I left and came back. (laughs) Mm. Lindsay had to rush to get her food delivery (laughs) that she had sent to the wrong house. Yep. (laughs) That's what happens. I was focused so much on the game, you guys. So so I got back and I missed this. And then they hand me the controller. And I'm doing the same thing for probably longer than Woody was. And then they tell me, oh, yeah, no, he's dead. We had long lost interest. We're like, Lindsay, Lindsay, play Nightmare Creatures. We got um, this game has two difficulty settings: easy, and I'm like, Steve, crank that up to normal, and then you crank it up, and it goes to hard. Yeah, it's easier hard, and you're like, wait, and easy is already pretty hard, so God I can't damn, imagine man. how much more hard the hard mode would be. It was so hard. We got to the third level, which is the sewers. Yeah, yeah. This game is very excitingly starts in a courtyard, mm-hmm. moves into another courtyard, yep. and then goes to the sewers. Um, You're going to see a rich swath of 1830s London. <laughs> yeah. And um, we could not get past the sewers. No. And it was largely uh, boredom at that point. Sure. But also, like, but I like, know we lost a lot of our items at this right, point. Right. So this game has a bunch of pickups that you can run around and get to give you health. But you have to stop, yeah. face it, hold B. 
Yeah, you have to hold the attack button without any direction. So it yeah. took us a long time to figure out how to... Yeah, we had to look up an FAQ for how to pick up items. Yeah, it, that took, like, way too long to figure out. And the, they tried to add some depth to the combat by, like, you know, you have the, the two different moves. You can dodge and you can block. The problem is the monsters are always blocking, so it's hard to deal damage. They seem to take an inconsistent amount of damage. Like, sometimes I'll kill somebody in two hits, and yeah, then they'll take, like, 15 right turns now. next time. Yeah. And it's it's not very consistent how that works. And and they'll deal, deal an inconsistent amount of damage. They sometimes do. they just wreck you. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, like, some games that make sense, because when you're hitting somebody, you can kind of, like, aim up or oh, down right. on their body. Yeah. Like, right. if you're aiming at a head in other games, like, it takes more damage. But it doesn't seem like you can do that in no. this game. It's just aim for the thing. You can get a gun in this game, um, but they're just like... You start with the gun. Yeah, but it's yeah. just this pickup of one bullet. Right. Um, I mean, it's an old-timey musket. Like, we have one... Yeah, that would And it, it does not deal very much damage. Um, well, actually, I found it does. I found it does. Uh, but it takes a little later on. Like, it's really good against the flyers, and it's hard okay. to hit because you can't aim it. You just have to kind of be in it the It seemed to do nothing direction. against the zombies well, for me. I think not it's really. also more of a tactical thing because you guys kept running up to these explosive barrels mm-hmm. and chopping them with your weapons mm-hmm. when I'm pretty sure you're supposed to shoot them with a gun yeah. so you don't take, you know, half of your life's damage. But that's, I mean, you're not living. You're not living your life. <laughs> if you're not going to whack an explosive barrel with you're your bow You're using your life at that point. <laughs> yeah. You're just losing it. <laughs> they, they do do something uh, with the combat that I appreciate. Firstly, uh, monsters attack you one at a time so even if there's multiple on the screen uh they're not like ganging up on you but it feels it feels like in a more glitchy unintentional way yeah like it does make the game more playable but you just kind of feel like it's not clear why this other character is not attacking you either way i appreciate it i also noticed that if you try to use an item while you're in the middle of a fight the monster can't damage you because you have a little animation like with your gun like you have a little animation where you take your gun out of the holster aim it and fire it and you're not taking damage or losing uh, the animation by doing that, which so, I actually appreciate. Again, it feels a little glitchy, but it makes it a little more so playable. So we should just keep using items the whole time? But you run uh, out, but you run out of them real quick. Well, um, and that's what was so frustrating is I, I played through the first couple levels and used almost all of our items. And yeah. so then when you load up the level... You have like no items anymore. Yeah, and so it's yeah. really hard to proceed. And there was a, a spiky grenade. Yeah, which we only got one of. There was like a little smoke grenade, which was useless. <laughs> uh, the the musket. Apparently, later we get some magic spells, so we get like a lightning spell and a freeze Ooh, spell. That's cool. And there's a there's a berserk, which makes you uh, invincible and super strong for a few seconds, and you just kill people with your fist. And there's a chaos, which makes the monsters fight each other. Ooh, that's uh, all but fun. we we never encountered any of those. So I mean, the the berserk thing kind of reminds me of what I wanted this game to be. Like, so aside from the more playable the playability issues of this game, yeah. Um, the fact that it looks okay and has kind of a fun setting made me want... And, like, again, the slicing of the zombies. What I want is, like, a dead rising type of thing sure. where there's, like, a whole bunch of zombies and it's way faster and you just kind of attack and destroy guys in one hit. But the combat is, like, super slow and I think to do well, you would have to play even slower than we did of, yeah. like, I'm going to block this guy until I see the opening and then I'll pound on him for, like, three hits and then I'll block more. Yeah, um, I feel like that's the way to like effectively play this game. But it's we just su- wanted to power through. Well, yeah, because it's super, super boring. It does like, get a little repetitive, despite the difficulty level. It's just like it doesn't feel worth fighting through to get better. You know, because it, there's no real way to develop a consistent routine here because your attacks are inconsistent their attacks are inconsistent and enemies seem to respond so weirdly like I would attack a zombie and then it would jump backwards one zombie I knocked off its head and it kept attacking me and I'm like why is is this counter to everything we know about zombies you know why would cutting it in half kill a zombie but not chopping its head off I don't know and it still chased me I'm like oh at least if I chopped its head off I can just go run away and do something else because it can't see me but no it just keeps chasing me yeah so what do you guys think about the adrenaline meter? Oh, so right. I already forgot about this. This game has uh, a little blue meter that goes on the side of your screen, and uh, it's essentially a timer. Basically, what you're doing is uh, the, the meter starts to wear down if you don't get into any battles. Once the meter wears down, it starts taking out little chunks of your health, and the only way to restore it is to win a battle with a monster. So it's basically uh, an incentive to keep moving and keep fighting things. And who is the only one of us that died because of it? You! Yeah. Yay! Because it sucks. It makes no sense. It's a baffling decision because 
It's the opposite. Yeah. A, well, yeah, from a scientific standpoint, it doesn't make sense that your health starts to drop as your adrenaline goes down. Right. But um, the incentive to keep fighting is already there in the sense that you don't want to be bored. Like, it's not like walking around in this game is where the pleasure is. And, like, and you're not going to beat the, the level until yeah, you The done, little yeah. pleasures to be found are in fighting. Yeah. Um, and so you're going to fight people. And the fact that it, yeah, like it's already a punishment to be bored and walk around. Yeah. Um, what it, ne- it needed to be the other way around of like each time you kill an enemy, your adrenaline meter goes up. And then when it hits a certain level, you're like it's super fast and strong. Sure. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the way better games have done it, you know? And that's well, and that's kind of like the suffering we were talking about. You have to build up your rage meter to turn into the monster, yeah. Like, I get the... They were probably trying to figure out something different that stood them apart. But it's just too basic and too opposite of a premise to what was already out there to make it worth it. I, I am glad you can turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird. Like, again, it might work as a mechanic if, like... There was some incentive to you just standing around, like if your health refilled automatically over time, and they're yeah. like, okay, your adrenaline's going down, so you need to keep fighting. Like, that might make sense, but it's just this weird sort of obstacle, in the, and this is the kind of game that, like I said, with the werewolf who busts through the wall, it's not always clear where you have to go, especially because yeah. the environments look very much the same, so it's hard to get turned, it's easy to get turned around. Very. And so, the fact that this game punishes you for getting lost... Whereas getting lost is already a punishment. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, and I think the developers realize this doesn't work because, like we said, this port came out a year after the original PlayStation game, and that adrenaline meter is now optional. It wasn't in the PlayStation version, but you can turn it off in this uh, in the N64 port. And then by the time Nightmare Creatures 2 came out, they did away with it completely. So I think they, I think they took the feedback reason, there. I can't think of any reason to not turn it off. No, like, no. We played and I, with it because it's, part, it's like, default on, but... I kind of get what they were going for, but it's just like, yeah. Well, like again, you said, if this it, was a faster-paced game of, like, fighting zombies and having a very clear action-oriented direction, yeah. like, that might work. I would love to see someone do a yeah. speedrun of this game. <laughs> oh, God. Glitch, I bet that glitch, exists, glitch. yeah. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, it's probably super every, glitchy. I mean, yeah, I for bet. For every game, right? Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about Nightmare Creatures 2 a little bit. So this was released on PlayStation and Dreamcast in 2000. The sales for the N64 port were pretty poor overall, so it didn't get another one. The N64 port for the original. For the original game, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, I think my memories of this game series are from the second game. Because I remember specifically being able to turn into a monster, which you can do in part two. And I also remember Rob Zombie being a draw for me in 2000, because he did the soundtrack sure. to the n- number two. Um there was also briefly talk of a movie uh, of <laughs> Nightmare Creatures with a director and screenwriter attached at one point. So it was going to be directed by the guy who made the forgotten Disney film Dinosaur. And he also okay. did another dinosaur-related animated project called We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. Sure. I liked that movie. <laughs> and, uh, he, and the writer, is uh, his most recent credit was the recently released and critically savaged Rambo Last Blood. So I think we probably dodged a bullet not getting this movie. It's insane. Like, what video game movies? So this would have been, like, 1999? Yeah. What video game movies were coming out at that time? Was, was, was that, like... Wing Commander came out that year. Did, uh, but it was not a big hit. No, when did no. the Resident Evil movie series start? That started in, like, 2001. Okay, I yeah. guess so this that was, was on a time horizon. of some... People Some bad, bad video game movies. Came like I, I feel like the Resident Evil series kind of sustained the video game movie genre longer than while. it should have, uh, because those were like mildly popular. And uh, aren't they still doing it? Where I thought there was like a remake of the first one or something coming out. Oh, there might be. I don't know. Uh, last I heard, the last one came out like two or three years ago. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't know if they were updating it. I. I I tuned out after I think the second one. I um, maybe the fourth one for me. Wow, I don't know how I, I lasted that long. <laughs> I hear it's one of those that kind of gets better when you get into the five and six because it starts getting ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, oh, I got a ridiculous way. Kind of like Final Destination, how it starts getting really good by the end the of the series. The last one, the last one is so good. Um, <laughs> All right, so uh, according to the invaluable Unseen64, which is a website that uh, tracks the progress of canceled games, Mm. a third game in the series was planned. Uh, Nightmare Creatures 3 Angel of Darkness was slated for a 2003 release on the Xbox, GameCube, and PS2, and it was going to be published by Ubisoft, but after Callisto went bankrupt, Ubisoft took over development duties, and the project went on permanent hold. Uh, The early concept showed... uh, 
a female heroine, and it was going to be set in 19th century Prague. And the big gimmick was that uh, we like there were cycles of day and night, and when it turned to night, you could transform into a raven oh, and cool. explore a little bit. Yeah, um, looked kind of cool, but uh, Ubisoft uh, apparently didn't really want to work on it, and uh, the game was never like officially canceled. But at this point, it's missed its release date by 16 years. I don't it's think coming it's coming out. It's coming out in two months, man. I We're be... announcing it on this podcast. Wouldn't that be Nightmare amazing? Nightmare Creatures 3. <laughs> if, if just out of nowhere, Nightmare Creatures 3 drops out and everyone's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, uh, So, yeah, but I think it's safe to say it is uh, as dead as the zombies that we are chopping in half in this sadly rather mediocre action fighting game should we move on to our rankings do we have much more to say about nightmare creatures i will so this is i forgot i forgot that we do games like this on the podcast some reason i feel like it's been a while since we've played something so inconsequential as our only game for the episode we've had like a really good run lately of like surprisingly good games this is back to the heart of the podcast of me being like oh there goes my (laughs) thursday night playing this game (laughs) What? You yeah. don't like hanging out with us? I don't like hanging out with you playing Nightmare <gasps> Creatures. <laughs> Hang Never out with again, Woody. We're not hanging out, ever. How about well, we don't hang out again playing Nightmare Creatures, Nightmare Creatures? I'll happily hang out with you. I feel again. like that one's easier to yeah. manage. Yeah, yeah I'm fine with that. Okay. I feel like we're all kind of on board with yeah. that one. Okay, fine. Um, well, let's move on to our rankings. How about Woody? We'll start over with you. Okay, I hated this game. Oh, no. Um, I'm putting it at number... How many games are on our list? Um, well, uh, as of when this... this we're oh, recording yeah. ahead, so I'm not totally sure. I think it's going to be around 178 or something All right, I'm putting it at number one. 158, wow, which is really right under PGA European Tour. Oof. I would much rather play PGA European Tour. Dang. Um, because, again, we just got stuck on the third level. I don't know how we would have proceeded past that. Or without, how many more there were. Without sort of restarting the whole game to better conserve health. Yeah. Um, it, the camera just jerks around a whole bunch and messes up your controls because, like, the way, like you said, with the tank controls, it's oriented to where the camera is. So if an enemy is, if the camera's trying to sort of follow an enemy, it keeps switching, and then you keep sort of running forward and backwards. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This game is just a combination of being both frustrating and boring, mm. um, which is a very bad combination. <laughs> um, so I, I did not like it. I can't think of, I can't think of anything aside. Aside from the cutting the zombies in half to recommend this game. Yeah. And there are many games that have done that much, much better. Okay. Uh, Lindsay, let's move to you right now. Your number one game is Mario Kart 64, and your bottom game is Duke Nukem Zero Hour. Where does Nightmare Creatures rank? So, it's both Duke Nukems are at the bottom, mm. and I honestly can't remember too uh, much of the difference between them. They were better than So, news. let's... let's do it as like a sandwich. Sure, Duke, Duke Nukem sandwich. sandwich. We're gonna have it. Then, then I'll completely forget about this game. There you go. Duke Nukem sixty four, Nightmare Creatures, <laughs> Duke Nukem Zero Hour. Done. That's that's, uh, that's everyone's favorite deli <laughs> sandwich. Yeah, it's just full of meat and assholes. <laughs> um, so, for me, I I think I was a little kinder on this one than you guys. I feel like there were some elements of it that I liked or at least could appreciate. Um, and I did think the story was kind of cool, and uh, uh, I like the, the gothic setting. I'm, I'm going to be a little nicer on this. I am putting this uh, at number 114. So that's right below Glover and right above uh, and, and WCW NWO Revenge. Uh, I just I feel like if I'm being honest about which games I would rather replay, like I think I would probably rather play this more than a wrestling game just because this is more the genre I gravitate to. Sure. I tend to like more third person action games. So like I would I'm willing to muddle it out a little longer. But no, this this is not a very good game. I feel like uh, it had the groundwork for something that sure. would be pretty cool. And I might actually track down a Dreamcast copy of Nightmare Creatures 2 just to see if it's actually better. I feel like it is. Oh, but, it's um, gotta be. I would hope so. Mm-hmm. I would hope so. I mean, yeah, this is a game that I could see playing fine on a PS2. Yeah. Because just the 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 impre- imprecision of the way your character moves in this game, like... They take sort of a fixed amount of steps every time you press forward. Yeah. So it's really hard to be... It just feels very unnatural to move around in this game. It's it's very hard to go back to 3D games from this era because they were still figuring it out. Like, when did the DualShock controller come out? That wasn't until, like... Surprisingly late. 97 or 98. No, it was PlayStation 1. Yeah, but it was, like, the second half of the PlayStation 1. It launched alongside Ape Escape, so it was, like, 97 or 98. Man, why can't we play Ape Escape on this podcast? Ooh, maybe we can someday. Ooh, I love Ape Escape. 
Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, not great, but if you want a spooky good time, you can watch this game and be scared away from video games. Yeah, okay. Uh, from then on. Spooky good time. Spooky good time. Play Resident Evil 2. Yeah. Still way better. Still way in my better. top 10. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, fantastic game. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us tonight. Lindsay, thank you for being our guest once again and uh, muddling through some horrific Sorry nonsense. Sorry for this game. Yeah, Lindsay, Lindsay comes, she says, I thought this game was going to be cute. And we're <laughs> like, what game did you think Nightmare Creatures was? <laughs> I, I, maybe you think of like an Edward Gorey like, storybook yeah. or something like that. Oh, it could I be want, a title for that. I would love, ooh, someone do the animation style of like Edward Gorey into a game and I would love it. Actually, I yeah, I, was I would like that. I thinking of like, Little Nightmares. Is that a game that's Little cute? Nightmares, but that's also a scary game but too. But it's cute. It's got kind right? of like a... Yeah, it's got kind of like a storybook aesthetic, but it's, it's meant like, to be. It's unsettling. like the Muppet Babies version of Nightmare Creatures. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think that's why I was thinking it would be cute. Why don't they apply the Muppet Babies formula to more things? Like, like re- Muppet. Re- re- I guess it would be Resident Evil Babies. Breaking Bad Babies, <gasps> they're selling meth to you. I would watch that. I would absolutely watch that. Maybe that's what the new El Camino movie's about. I'm sure there's a Robot Chicken episode about it. There, I hope so. I'll talk to Blair. I'll see if she can get that going for us. <laughs> can you do a, 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 a break? bad baby segment anyway uh we have a big big episode coming up next week so follow my logic on this next week is our 107th episode okay. so if you Ooh. were to subtract one from that first uh number in that uh-huh. you, you would have zero zero seven uh, okay and then if you compound that with the fact that it's our two-year anniversary well we got to go all out and we got to play golden eye 007 it's finally happening Whoa, for real. Golden Axe, golden revenge eye. of death adder yes wait what oh. is Goldeneye? Oh, it's it's like the third sequel in the Golden Axe series where you play as James Bond, a okay. uh, local notary in London. I'll, yeah. I'll give it a try. Yeah. It sounds cool. I think you'll like it. Okay. I think you'll like the guests that we're going to have on next week. I think it's going to be a super fun time. So, uh, God, tune in. It's Goldeneye. I don't know what else I have to is do to convince you. Is it better than Nightmare you. Creatures? No. No, but <laughs> oh. it's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> um, it's not bad. I would say it's slightly better than the wrestling game. Which you, we can okay. <laughs> you, you can strife. You can strife? What is strife? Strafe? Strife? Oh, strafe. strafe, yes. Strafe. You can strife. You can cause someone some turmoil in their family. <laughs> you don't need a video game to do that. You can definitely yeah. do that in Goldeneye, though. I mean, maybe that is the fallout of killing all these agents. There's some, like, Russian family back home who's missing their father. You know, who's that's gonna the play strife he's job. causing. No odd job. No odd jobs allowed. No okay, odd jobs allowed. Okay, come on. At least allowed. during the part in the beginning where someone gets to yell at somebody. Can I watch that? <laughs> sure. You can come watch us <laughs> yell at each other. All right, everybody. Tune in next week for GoldenEye 007. You don't want to miss it. Uh, in the meantime, oh no, a full moon. I'm transforming. I'm a potion, uh, not a full moon. I am on, te- I am on Team Edwards. Uh, oh, damn it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a Jacob Wolf. All right. Bye, everybody. Burr. Mr. Trowley. I've been done in your head